Hey everyone, this episode is brought to you by Vigilant Guitars. Vigilant is a really rad company based in Victoria, BC, Canada, and they're making some of the world's coolest multi-scale extended range guitars and basses, all custom ordered. You want it, they'll do it. Not just the weird stuff, you just want a sick six string shred machine, it's done. Trevor is making some of the hippest stuff out there, and he's doing it using all of the most environmentally friendly processes and lumbers that he can. Heck, he often harvests his own lumber, but if he can't do that, he gets it from ethical sources. He's happy to use modern parts and modern techniques like LED lighting, rock light, carbon fiber, all sorts of cool stuff. So if you're looking for something awesome, check out Vigilant Guitars. fanboys for a puddle of mud it is another gooberlicious episode of the cultured guitarist ah mission accomplished casper's already rolling his eyes at me that didn't even make any sense (laughs) (laughs) you said words for the sake of rhyming it didn't even correlate oh this we are going down a slippery slope Ah, my name is, oh, heck yeah, more Al's Al. Damn it, I knew this was going to be one (laughs) of those. Yeah, you did. (laughs) And with me as ever, my chrome-domed, mighty beard-sporting, majestic co-host, quit it already, Casper. Chrome-dome? That's hurtful. You got like the angry Russian. That's the shaved up top, long beard down below. I thought you were making fun of my receding hairline. No, I can't make fun of that. I got my own. (laughs) And with us, with the majestic mane of glorious hair that we're both envious of, right? Is oh heck yeah, I'm an L two, Alec Breslow from. I was wondering. I was wondering how, because the actually Al Alec from last time (laughs) got me. I'm like, how how is he going to do that again? There's where there's a passion and a will, there's a way. And the uh, and the, the the puddle of things he draws from is very shallow. <laughs> I'm like a parakeet, man. If I see my own name, I just that's all I can think about. God, it's like a parakeet in front of a mirror, just chirping away. You know, tapping your head on the glass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm my own best friend. Was well, all it through looks school me. too. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, Anyways, let's let's kick it up. So, no, you know what? We got to get through the what's been going on this week yes, thing. We have to before we kick off. We were having a really great pre-show chat, and I think we just want to keep going with it. Mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. Uh, we have a bad. You have on. to be semi on topic now that the listeners are here. Yeah, yeah, right. But this, I mean, we have such a bad habit with this show. It's like, I mean, Casper and I were doing it on the phone before I even arrived here. Yeah. Once again, great topics. And content for the show. We're just jibber-jabbering away, not recording and anything. It was like almost 10 minutes. Like, wait a minute. We should probably talk Why about this later. This on the air? <laughs> oh. anyway, and now it's right. gone. Yeah, it's gone forever. It's, yeah. it's gone forever. But let's kick it off what we've been up to this week in our guitar and or music lives. I'm going to start it off. Yeah. I was going to say, do it. Ow. I'll start with myself. 
Uh, so <laughs> last week I got a baritone, Dan Electro. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, I traded that off. I was going to say this week sold the and I put Dan Electro baritone. Yep. <laughs> I own a PVT60 now. Boy. Yeah! <laughs> Boat anchor, baby! Yeah. <laughs> As the appropriate response, sir. Thank you. <laughs> I just want to hit the yeah! Cheers. <laughs> the, the applause yeah. uh, sample. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it was, I was... Uh, okay, so I last owned a, t- a T60 probably 15 years ago. It's been a long time. And the reason I sold it, it was, there was nothing wrong with it. It was great. The reason I sold it was because the previous owner of this thing had gone and sanded off all of the markings of the headstock, so it was just bare. Mm. They were embarrassed that they were playing a PV or something. I mean, it's... Blasphemy. You know, yeah, so I was... I hated that. <laughs> it drove me bonkers. Because part of being, uh, you know, having a PVT-60 is that, like, that charm of repping one of those brands that a lot of people are ashamed <laughs> of. <laughs> so I wanted one so I sold it because I was like I'm going to get one with the logo so on that suck yeah, I think I'm going to start then, wearing Crocs to work and then it just never happened be the same <laughs> idea so the baritone from Dan Electra was a guitar that I bought and sold a few years ago and regretted mm-hmm. got it and I was like yes okay I'm back baby and then this T60 came along and it was just like crap might I say <laughs> from the same guy from the same guy no less <laughs> <laughs> and, and this, and this he, is, he saw you coming a long here's, here's ways the, off. The best part, and uh, I don't want to get too deep in this because Casper and I have some differing opinions, but uh, I think it's worth the laugh. I happen to know what, and I'm not going to say the numbers on the air because he's he's a buddy. I don't want to do that to him. Yeah, but I happen to know what the guy paid for the T60 because he told me when he's I was picking up the baritone when he told me he got the T60. And he told me what he paid for it. And I was like, that's an amazing deal, dude. Good job. <laughs> and then a couple days later, he and I were talking. And he goes, oh, I got this thing I really want to do. I, I'm not going to be able to keep the T60. I'm going to sell What should I sell for? And I, <laughs> so, I was, so and this is just a total Al thing to do. I was like, well, dude, you got it for a good deal. You could sell it for a really good, fair bargain to somebody else and make a good chunk of money on it. And, you know, I don't think that's evil because I flip gear. That's... Something I do to supplement my tour income is I'll buy gear from somewhere else and bring it to somewhere, you know. And so I gave him a price that I thought he should sell for. That's what he put it up for. Yeah. And then I got thinking about it, and I was like, I really want that guitar. (laughs) (laughs) So I messaged him back, and I was like, hey, buddy. Uh, <laughs> I got a buyer for you. Can we, can we work out a thing for that T60? And he's like, but you know I need the money, and you know what I paid for it, and I feel bad. And, uh, and I was like, dude, I told you what to sell it for. Just don't worry about it. This is on me. <laughs> so we worked out a we worked out a thing. I sold my baritone and I I traded some uh, uh, another piece of gear and uh, so I got a T sixty now. <laughs> and I'm going to pick it up after the show. <laughs> you couldn't have gone there nice. first. No, he was at work. Oh, so, dang it! Yeah, I mean, I could come back here after if you That'd want. That'd be, be grand. Yeah, I've never played one. I've never even held one. Well, get ready. To yeah, I'm going to do back some broken. stretching. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you're excited to compress your fourth and fifth vertebrae. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so it's a black T60 Rosewood fretboard, all originals, save for missing one of the PV branded knobs. 
poop. Um, which I found a few on eBay. So, yeah. Cool. I'm excited about that. Did you even plug the baritone in? No. <laughs> do, you, do you know? Do you know why? Oof. Why? Because you didn't bring it here. Yeah, for all true. Your, I'm sorry. <laughs> I so I didn't even get to see <laughs> that, Dano. <laughs> I was like, oh, I was really looking forward to that. I mean, okay, so we've yeah. got we've got the baritone um, guitar here from Ryan, right? The aluminum. Yeah. Uh, what's the What's the brand? I guess uh, Electrical Guitar Company. Electrical Guitar Company, aluminum baritone here, and I'm not familiar enough with the sound baritones make to really love it but and then also could be the like you would definitely have liked the the dan electro more because of the hollow nature of the oh, yeah. construction so you get that true. like vibration against your body that you love yeah and, i can feel it yeah yeah i think that's one thing that it's it's a, a downside to the this one it's just, yeah <laughs> nothing comes through that yeah, yeah. it's sh- it's sparkles though Really, very really, shiny. really, very shiny. Yeah, you can write love notes to the audience in your finger grease on the front. Ooh, of it. yeah, that is true. That is true. <laughs> it's all chrome. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Al? Yeah, You're you done, got, Al? You, I think so. You, you yeah. got. You got to get the matte EGC. You don't yeah. get the chrome dot. Well, we didn't. This yeah. is Ryan and Clark at Doctor Scientist. He he uh, worked out a trade with somebody for something. Baritone. It's his, it says he says it's his best sounding guitar, but he hates that it's stupidly long. Which, okay, so just put it out there on the air. He gave me permission to do this, and I don't think I have. Mm. If you are out there and you have a double-cut, double P90 electrical guitar company guitar, and you want a baritone one, Ryan will swap you straight up. Yep. Because he wants the regular scale length one. So, you know, Ryan at Dr. Scientist, hit him up. Yeah. Yep. Shoot him a, a DM on Instagram. I'm sure he'd be yeah. super stoked to hear from you. Um. What about you, Alec? What have you been up to music and or guitar related this week? I'm not trying to think of like real projects. Um, I bought a Demi Dash T. T oh, is so yes. oh, my gosh. And oh. the videos I and stuff for this thing right now are incredible. Eric Marrow just did a video on this. It blew my mind. So great. Carry on. Yeah, I'm patiently waiting. It was supposed to show up today and did not. Oh, you haven't got it yet. Oh no, I haven't got it yet. I'm patiently waiting. <laughs> the tone of your voice does not eat oh, patience. Man. I'm I'm so stoked for you, dude. I Casper and I, I have been waiting for this thing since we first had Steve on the show in like episode thirteen or whatever that was. Ten. Ten? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Run this is this will be episode ninety three for those that are keeping count. Yeah. So like yeah, really, oh, I'm so excited this pedal's out. I'm scared. I keep interrupting. We keep interrupting you because we're still. Yeah, no, I, I, I have a very similar story of when Steve first, uh, he, he showed me a very earlier version of it. And I said, when you finish that, I will give you money for it. And finally, <laughs> finally it happened. And it was, God, I just to compare it to where it started and where it ended up. I'm like, wow, this is like a beast. It really is. But just the even just do the whole stereo path thing mm. uh, in such a small pedal. I it's yeah. I, I can't wait. I almost can't wait to bust it open to look at the guts inside as much as I am to play it because it's must be an engineering marvel as well. Steve, man, yeah. that dude uh, of all the like everybody we've had on the show, I think is incredibly talented. There's not there's never been a slouch on this show, yeah. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, Steve is like, I think in the 
lead of the pack for like I think the difference is engineering skills and is because he is actually an electric electronics engineer. Like he's been he to He definitely had some advantages. He has a degree. Yeah. <laughs> and and most other guys figure out how to make pedals and and to like myself included going into like making simple circuits in my workshop here is like I compare that against some gut shots of the stuff Steve's building and it's like I cannot compare these things together. But because even, even guys I think that are like advanced, like Dr. Scientist's crew. Yeah. You know, Steve is doing stuff that really is like woo, com- even compared, you know, yeah. alongside Absolutely. And if you look if you look and that's that's kind of where I was getting at is like I don't think like Ryan didn't go and take a degree program. Like he has training. He went to school to work on to work in electronics. Um but Steve is just that next level. Uh, you know, he's literally university trained and has a has a degree in on the subject. So some of the outside of the box thinking that he does is is just beyond what most guys can come up with because he has the training to consider some different things, you know, and how to achieve. Yeah, it's just wild. Yeah. Anyways, not, not doting on Steve Demidash. Oh, but it, it, I mean, <laughs> let's be real here. I mean, I think the three of us being this excited about a pedal is is testimony to the fact that this pedal is a big deal. The T60 is a big It's a big deal. deal. Yeah, man. Um the T120 changed the game. The the T120 Deluxe added to that. Um and it, you know, his other pedals are great. Like the the 112, the 112. Plus, you know, like Dola so and stuff. Like it's not like his other pedals are slouches, but they weren't game changing the way the the T120 was. Mm-hmm. And the T60 is is equally as game changing while somehow also being built on the framework of the T120. It I got to have one. I got to have one if nothing else so I can just like take pictures of alongside the PV. <laughs> 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 Never mind the fact that, you know, lo-fi goodly goodness is just oh, it's the best. Sorry, man Alec, we're steamrolling you. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I mean, I've got I've got to plug it in. To, it has like a flanger mode to it where you can get the delay time really, really short. And that's some of the, I don't know. I love a good flanger. <laughs> so I'm I excited. Even, to dig I didn't into even that. know I needed a flanger until I played the first one I ever, I ever held. And I immediately called um, Dan down at Spun Loud and had him ship me one. <laughs> it was the Leon's Railer Phaser. What a great pedal. Yeah, it's fun. Mm-hmm. I just bought it because I'm a lag wagon nerd. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> yeah, you got it, and I was like, "What is this thing?" And then I was like, "Oh wow, I gotta have this right yeah, now." Yeah, not like, usually in the Flanders, but I that one was like, "I'll take yeah, yeah, yes, please." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh man, Flanders are just good. I'm so so excited for you, bro, that you got one of those T60s. Um, I th- I can't even imagine what that uh, launch was like for. <laughs> For Steve, <laughs> like the T one twenties, that poor guy can barely keep up with. <laughs> he can't really even keep up with them. They they're gone the instant he releases a batch. Yeah, yeah. Being a one man operation, I'm not sure if he's brought extra hands on. I know his dad was helping him for yeah, a while. His, I think his dad still does. Last we talked to him, his dad still did. Yeah. Um. I mean, at this yeah, point, being a one-man operation with that kind of output is no slouch. Yeah, I I, I gotta think at this point he's 
if not expanded, he's looking at how yeah. does he expand without uh, losing or you know or, or or giving up that vibe he's got going on. Because well, if, um, if we're gonna really dig into it, um, I have seen some gut shots of that of the T sixty, mm-hmm. um, and there is a ton of SMD inside. Like yeah, it's, it's basically I mean, it's all probably SMD. only so he may actually be ha- have a lot of that assembled in a board house. Mm. That would make that would make sense to have some kind of an output. And oh yeah, and just do the final assembly. Cat, oh so yeah, you know yeah, he could do a good job of having that. Yeah, yeah, and then just have final assembly in house. You can turn out a lot more that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's how I do it nowadays. Yeah. Well, uh, Alec, or is that that you're that's any more of the boat? I I think. <laughs> we, you can uh, keep going. I, that, this does not have to be short, my friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man, that's 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 all the interesting bits of the week. The, the other bits can we get into later on. <laughs> okay. They're all well, all projects. So, Casper, <laughs> what are you yeah. doing? <laughs> um, you know what? Not much. <laughs> I um. I had something in the back of my mind, and I was thinking about it while you guys were talking, and then we got off on the Steve thing. And well, now you I'm, and I have done some work on the parts builds. This that's week. true. That is true. We did some stuff on that. Drilled some holes. Oh, I want to. I do. I do want to make sure people are checking out that first episode. Which yeah, last check out last week's episode. Th- this whole parts build series mini series we're doing that we're folding into our regular release schedule. Um, really, really got delayed. This was supposed to be a summer thing. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, uh, please check it out and, um, check out our partners with the build series too. Pretty, 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 pretty please. Um, Vigilant Guitars, Parts Caster Concierge, Gun Street Wiring, Injury Guitars, and Colmax Pickups. Please check them out. Give them some, uh, some love for, for this. Listen to that episode. But, um, I've been having a blast, like, mm-hmm, getting mm-hmm. to focus on this finally. Yes, sir. So, and I'm super loving the way yours is coming together. Oh, man. It's right behind me here. Yeah. You're looking at it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's surprising how good. That base is so good, I'm starting to get a walnut fetish, too. <laughs> walnut is the way, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> um, what else have I been up to this week, music and or guitar related? Um, I did a little more tinkering around in the studio, cleaning some stuff up and and uh, organizing some things. I'm building a, a test set up into my bench so that I can run, I, I kind of have it mocked up now so that I can run an ABY switch from my guitar input through my pedal board and then two test pedals on the bench so that I can still just plug in and play on my board. Cause that was like my biggest hindrance before was like, if I wanted to play on the board, then I'd have to go kind of like rig everything up to go and play guitar. And then I'd have to like take it apart and plug in a pedal on the bench to like be able so to basically use an you've amp. turned your I've kinda, pedal board into part of your testing bench. Yep, and 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 basically just turned the workbench where I'm building pedals into where I play guitar. Um, and it's working out. So and now, but I've got it AB wide so that I can switch between my solid state katana and my classic thirty two amp with the Uncle preamp on it, and I'm liking it. Yeah, some good stuff going on over there. I got to be honest, you're freaking me out having the SG hanging on the wall with the cable plugged into it. I was just playing it. Like, the pedals are still turned on. It still freaks me out, man. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, I'm just, like, that's the kind of thing where I'm just like, oh, gosh, if that, somebody steps and not trips or anything. Oh, I'm going to pop the headstock right off it. <laughs> kidding. Well, I mean, if the SG comes down, that's going to happen. <laughs> Thanks, Gibson. Yeah. Um, uh, 
Yeah, but I, I had to take away the like the katana wet dry rig setup we were we were yeah. working on here. So your your amps over there yeah. squirreled away with the rest of your stuff. Well, we're going to finally. Uh, my wife and I are going to look at a place. We we're supposed to look at it on the second. Yeah. Uh, the lady asked if she could delay it by another few, five days. Or That's week. exciting. So we're going to look at a place this week, and hopefully, we'll no longer be homeless. Oh man. Um, that's exciting. That is uh, exciting. Yeah. Uh, how we're going to afford it. We're still working on, but I'm so excited to just be back in our own space. The thought of it is so exciting. Where? Be able to set up our gear. It's uh, closer it's, to town it's in town. <sighs> kind yeah. of more closer to cold stream, but oh, even a nice part of town. It, uh, honestly, anywhere, anywhere, even like within the vicinity of Vernon would be nice at this point. I think the house across the streets for rent. Uh, you know what? I'll look into it. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't. Honestly, the biggest <laughs> hindrance for us is just that we have two senior cats. Yeah. And nobody wants to rent to tenants with pets. Um, and turfing out the cats when they're like in their sunset years just feels like a huge douche move. So like, oh, congratulations. You're old and arthritis -y and no one. No one likes adopting senior animals. Well, hey, you're homeless now too. See ya. <laughs> it's like here, do you, can I can I let you adopt my vet bill? Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you know, we that's that's been a a challenge, but yeah. We're we're looking at a place. So that's uh, great, man. That is might go that's away, exciting. Casper. That's so right. You know what? I don't even mind having your stuff here because I like playing your guitars and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But either way, that's great, man. I'm I'm excited for you. I hope it comes through and I hope everything just just you know, Thanks. turns up Millhouse. Yeah. Everything's coming up Millhouse, hopefully. Anyway, let's fire into it. So, I guess I'm done. Yeah, that's all I had to do. Well, I didn't know. I didn't know. Yeah. It seemed like you went have from to say like, I don't really have anything to. <laughs> yeah. Is there more? You got more? I'd love to hear more. I can't. I don't know. I guess too much stuff going on family-wise. Okay. Let's think about it. Let's just <laughs> yeah, move on. Fair enough. All <laughs> I was right. about to say, do, do, do we just start Walnut Guitar Talk right now? Well, sure. <laughs> sure. Has that ever ended with Casper? Like, <laughs> I mean, he has like four Walnut Guitars and another incoming. And Oh, man. I don't have four Walnut Guitars. <laughs> I have two. Right, I'm just kidding. Three and one, one coming. And one that's dressed in, like it's Walnut, but it's not. Yeah. It's walnut stain. Yeah, it's it is walnut stain. <laughs> it is walnut stain. Yeah. Well, in that no, case, we're walnut, counting two more because the SGs. Well, yeah. I don't think that that's really walnut stain. That is that is a big slab of mahogany. It's sure trying for that seventies walnut vibe with that. Mm -mm. That, that brown. Mm -mm. Um, oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so before before the episode started recording, this is where we were like, we need to be recording this. We'd, oh my god, you remember what we were talking I about? Did. Oh, I did. I remembered a thing. It's completely gone. I actually remembered the thing you and I were talking about on the phone before I got here too. Oh yeah, I remember that was that was. Yeah. Uh we don't need to worry about that one, but no. Um <laughs> we were talking about Dan Presencer uh being the quizmaster extraordinaire for a quiz episode we did a while back. Mm-hmm. Uh, from more guitars, um, if you're not sure who Dan Presencer is, fun episode. Um, and we were talking about like how easily it would be for somebody to actually stump us with a relatively simple question. I'm hearing an echo. Are you hearing an echo? I'm getting an echo. Getting an echo. It's coming from Alec. Oh, no. is, is it coming from me? Yes. So, yeah. Uh, what did I do? Because I haven't even touched my computer. In echo. I don't know. Are you echo? on headphones? 
I am wearing headphones. Oh, maybe your headphones got too close to the mic for a second. Um, you were nodding sure. off. Not- <laughs> <laughs> Let me unplug you and plug you back in. Are we good? Yeah, sounds fine. Yep, better now. seems to be gone. Cool. Yeah, that was a nice distraction. Anyway, it's <laughs> really funny is that the listeners don't hear it at all. Yeah, no echo at all. We're recording. Like, There's an echo. <laughs> Anyways, so we're talking about Dan Presence for being the quiz master right. and stuff like that. And then we were coming up with trying to come up with a couple of super quiz simple things. questions. Most of that crap would totally and, stump me. Yeah, <laughs> but I've got one for you guys. A challenge, just a oh. random challenge question. Okay, okay, okay. Yep. You oh, ready? No. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> You better let me try first, Alec, because I I'm. I think this will get both of you to be honest. Kind of an and, I, and I think Alec it probably will. Yeah, I think unfortunately, due to Alec being, uh, uh, this is maybe a hint, but Alec might be at a disadvantage being American. Oh no! Oh. Uh-huh. All right. Well, my gu- Canadian guitar trivia is up, gentlemen. What guitar brand? is the largest producer of guitars in North America. Um, yeah. I want to say the Golden Company. Yeah, that got, would be my thought as well. Norman and Siegel. If I hadn't said the American thing, would you have thought about that? No, no way. Not even not yeah. even remotely. Yeah, no. But it is Golden. Yeah. See, look how because, smart I am. Really? Yeah, because Golden does almost all of their manufacturing entirely. In, in North America. Ah. They have somebody right over the line in the in the U.S. in, like, upstate New York or something. Well, that's what I'm saying. Or in that's Maine or something. North America. You know, they've got, like, two plants, right? Because yeah. they've got the, the American side. All their parts, if, if everything, if something isn't made in the USA, it's made we in We just Canada. talked about this. Yeah. In another episode. Yeah. wasn't too long ago. We've, we talked about Golden a lot. Golden is a fantastic brand. Mm-hmm. They're crushing it. If you need bang for your buck value, go to freaking Golden. Yep. And that's acoustic, electric, yeah. weird instruments like I'd say like, mandolins. Doesn't matter. Go buy if you're looking for like a solid player guitar that's not going to break the bank. Go buy a Seagull. Go buy an S6 Coastline or something I like that. I would compare their guitars with any brand in the world for quality. Like they so crush it. My my dad's got a Seagull. He's got a I think it's an S6 or something like that. And it was a, little, a dreadnought. And um, I picked it up for him, uh, oh probably six or seven years ago. Just because he needed a guitar, he had that FG seventy five from mm-hmm. the Yamaha wing, but it's a little bit of a tough guitar to play when you've got like big old arthritic hands and you're, anyways, because just it's so narrow. So I was like, okay, we're gonna get you a guitar that's easier to play that you're gonna enjoy playing. So I got this this coastline. It was like six hundred bucks or five hundred bucks. I can't remember. No no electronics, nothing fancy, just a guitar. And um, got it home, played the liver, ever living daylights out of it. Um, him and me both together, like we both played the crap out of this guitar and, um, it, that guitar got him up into a position where he was like feeling comfortable, wanted to play more guitar. And then he bought himself a Kronbauer. Mm-hmm. Right. So he's now, he's got like a very, very nice Kronbauer guitar, um, <clears throat> that we, anyways, we acquired through a bunch of, yeah, it was, it was a bunch of brokering on my part, but I, anyways, <laughs> I got this thing out of a guy that, that was selling it. And uh, that is an, an outstanding guitar. And dad was like, you know, this Seagull just doesn't sound the same. You know, it's not as good. It's not as good. And he's, he's like, you can really tell. You can really tell. So I, I went over to his house and I'm like, well, when's the last time you put strings on this Seagull, dad? <laughs> no, no. And they were just like, 
brown. Like they were completely the strings and all of a sudden. Oh yeah, strings like, oh, strings. Strings yeah. strings. And he's like, that guitar actually sounds pretty good. I'm like, I know. <laughs> like you really mm-hmm. gotta like maintain the thing. It, it it's it's a it's kind of a living organism actually if you don't nice if you don't yeah. it's nice if you don't like you know tend to it and, and take care of it yeah of course it sounds like crap <laughs> and it's hard to play and it hurts your fingers and all this yeah, stuff I put I, a just I, a cheap set of nickel or of uh, Diodarios on it and boom brought it right back to life and him and I jammed for two hours it was great yeah. I, I thought it was really cool that Godin was the largest and, and it, you know it, it didn't make sense to me at first but I want to put a little bit of thought into it it, it really did because they got a lot of brands and everything is made here yeah you know, whereas when you take a, let's take Fender, for example, um, largest musical instrument company in the world. Yeah, but m- the but bulk most of, of their is stuff all is made all over the place. Yeah, yeah. You know, even most of their core line at this point is Mexico. Um, is Mexican or Japan or. Technically, you know, Mexico is North America, isn't it? Well, yeah. yeah, most people consider like Central America separate from mm. North America. So you're right. Um, but even if you add in the Mexican line into things, it still doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't hold compare. a candle to go. No. So, you know, it's, it's, it, but it's really interesting. And Gibson, of course, um, you know, they only make <clears throat> select products in the U.S. Uh, otherwise, all their stuff is offshore. Offshore. So, yeah, Golden Crush is it. So, like, does, now here's a question about Gibson is does Gibson release. Gibson, do they have, like, Gibson-branded guitars that are not USA-made? Sure. Well, they did. Mm. Um, Gibson bought Garrison guitars, which were made in, oh, Newfoundland, Nova Scotia. Okay. One of those uh, Eastern Canadian provinces. And uh, for a couple of years, there was Canadian-made Gibson-branded guitars. Oh. Acoustics. Okay. Wow. I'm thinking more like, like offshore. Uh, like out of North America. Mm, no, I, I think no, the closest anything off would be the Orville by Gibsons that were made in Japan or the Epiphone mm. Elitis, that kind of thing. Yeah, but Epiphone is not Gibson. It's Epiphone. No, I'm just, that, that would have been the closest Orville thing. Orville by Gibson would have been the closest, I think, but yeah. Yeah, but it's like Maestro by Gibson. Well, the Orvilles were high end. Yeah, Maestros were not. No. <laughs> Maestros <laughs> are garbage. Anyway, enough of this nonsense. We're talking to each other. Let's talk to Alec. Hey, that was a, a great. Me? What? <laughs> Wake up! Ah! <laughs> We're really uh, testing the clipping tonight. Yeah, yep. yep. <laughs> I'm just getting red bars, red bars. <laughs> Should be a great listening. I hope that, that's that's always that's always the editor's favorite when they see that just like block waveform come across <laughs> yeah. and they just go, oh no, oh, it's supposed to look like a bunch of squiggly lines, and it's just oh. <laughs> Oh no! Yeah, I I can see it. It's right here. Yeah. <laughs> Alex got a great voice yeah. for like for like panicked shrieks and stuff. You got a <laughs> you got a higher register timber that just sounds great when you're like. Ah! There's that echo. Yeah, again. it's that that midwestern dialect I have. It's great at panic. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's get. So you you and I when we we talked about getting you back on for this show. Um, you had a couple of things in the fire, one of which you shared, which you've since released. Um, yeah, that's, you were teasing that, other that's stuff. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So like catch us up on the journey, man. Let's start there. So I had to listen to my own episode, uh, earlier today and I left off with, I had maybe was on the horizon and I had just released. No, we, we had done park garden. 
Um, yeah, the Parks Garden was out. So, yeah, and then maybe was on the horizon and was. <laughs> I just want to. I'm going to interrupt real quickly, just to, if you're listening to this and you are like, are these, what the heck are they saying? Yeah, it sounds like it's <laughs> in Alec code. Has a couple of pedals out called the Yes, the No, my dumb names. And the Maybe, <laughs> and the Maybe. Which, if you're just listening to this, like, and you don't know his stuff. Maybe was on the horizon. Sounds real confusing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there. I forget. I I was talking with uh, some friends on Discord about something. Uh, I I bought a bunch of joysticks to try to use them with pedals, um, and I I had the sent say the sentence of yes that would work with yes but it probably wouldn't work with no. And I'm like, that is the dumbest <laughs> sentence I've ever said. God, why did I name these like this? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, man. so for, for for the uninitiated or new listeners, first of all, go back and listen to my first episode. It's a great episode. But if you're not, um, maybe is my yes and no fuzz pedals combined together in a single enclosure. Um, it's really a pedal you get lost in twiddling knobs and switching switches. It's just a fun fuzz to sit down with and make some weird noises with. So that finally released in, I think November. Excellent. Excellent. Um, Golf clap for that. (laughs) So you're in November or December. And then turned around then 2020 happened and it's we were talking about this before the show again and you start to think about 2020 and it's all just like white noise mm-hmm. i'm like what did i do in 2020 other than sit in front of a screen the soundtrack to 2020 should just be a slow releasing flappy wet fart <laughs> I, I was going to say just like really static on the TV. That's just the entire year. Just like it, it's, it's the, the slow sound of turning on a CRT. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, and yeah, I had to think about it hard. I'm like, I didn't do my, I released um, a production version of, I have a DIY board um, called Titan which is a stripped down big muff. And I came up with a version. I was happy enough that I released it into the production lineup. Cool. Um, but yeah, it was a, like most th- people, I had a quiet year. I, I really sat down and dug into how to do, how to work with surface mount components and how to do those kinds of layouts that was my pandemic project. I, I redid my entire lineup for surface mount. Still haven't re-released everything in the surface mount, but it's all done. Um, yeah, we can get into that more later. And then in January, um, I was just kind of flipping through files on my computer and I, I, it caught my eye, a file that me and Ian Pritchard from the demo channel collector emitter, um, we're working on back when we started working together. Um, we had three different ideas going at the same time. It was a very fruitful period. Um, obviously, one idea eventually morphed into Park Garden. We had another idea called Cascader, mm. um, which was it was a it's a very similar idea to Park Garden where 
it's multiple, basically full pedals inside of a pe- a single pedal, all working together in conjunction with each other. Um, and so I opened it up, and I looked at it and went, "This is terrible." <laughs> <laughs> As you do with stuff that is at that point, I hadn't opened it in like two years. I'm like, I'm. I see what I was going for. I think I could do better. And I just rearranged everything. I sent it off for like a cheap prototype. Um, I got aboard a few weeks later and I sent a clip to Ian. He's like, I really like the sound of that. And I think going back to what we were going back to ideas we had two years ago, I think we could turn this into a one knob pedal. And my brain just started working because I'm used to with maybe and other pedals having a lot of options. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So the idea of having a one knob pedal, it was a healthy challenge to say the least. Um, So I started approaching it. I did do um, one prototype that was at one knob and one foot switch. And I'm like, I could do more (laughs) immediately threw the idea out the window, bent the rules a little bit. We'll say that. Um, I, I threw on a toggle switch, um, because we decided for branding reasons. We, Oh, a toggle, (gasps) a toggle, even then a foot switch. My (gasps) dad, you Philistine. How dare you throw away your artistic integrity to add more features to your products? Hey, um, when you did throw away your artistic integrity, um, did did you happen to keep like was there a contact you talked to? Did they pay? Oh, you I off? wish. I would love I to throw not. away my artistic integrity for a dump truck full of money. <laughs> you know how I, 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 up. I've I've God, I wish I could find that dump truck full of money. I that mean, like I I you know I'm a I'm an independent musician, so I mean, it, it has been a struggle. Why do you like, need another like, dump truck full of money? Yet another dump truck full of money, but uh, you know, yeah, that's just my whole life. First, really. first world problems, yeah. right? Oh gosh, let me tell you, <laughs> so much money in music these days. Oh yeah, <laughs> especially with all the pouring going around, it's so much money. Like you, that's why you need yeah. the new house. Is for the second dump truck. I mm. played. I played one show, uh, like a year and a half ago, and you know, I'm still spending all that money. Mm. Still, still living off the yeah. interest. <laughs> yeah, it's just gross. It's irresponsible how much money I have. It really is, actually, <laughs> and not in the way you're talking about. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> but before we digress. And digress. Yeah. Before we digress yeah. squared. Um, yeah, so for, for branding reasons, we needed another yeah toggle. Um, because, you know, let's let's keep that joke going. Which, by the way, um, <laughs> it's the best labeled toggle I've ever seen. Yeah, you don't... You don't I, I like toggles. I like controls that are named ambiguously. Like... What does yuh mean other than it's a Death Grips reference? Well, you turn it and you feel yuh in your soul. <laughs> it does do real things, but it's the emotion of flipping the switch. 
but we, I can tell Casper's making a face. Of, well, <laughs> what does that mean? I'm Casper's actually, actually lost in thought on something I'm, else. I've got, I've got a the uh, the shock rock mouth breather in my hand because it has some very ambiguously labeled knobs as well, and I couldn't remember what they were, so I just grabbed it off the shelf, yeah. going, "What is this pedal again?" But I can't, I can't read, so I'm going to put it away. Speaking of ambiguous, shock rock also changed their name. Yes, they did. Professor Pedals now. Magnificent. Have you seen his YouTube channel? Uh, no, I haven't. It's a bunch of fun. <laughs> it is a bunch of He's making some good stuff. Yes. You should definitely check that out. Well, there we go. Brands you but, should check yeah. out with Alec Breslow. So, so, <laughs> I mean, this, I could do that all brands day. Brands you should God, check out with Alec Breslow that aren't his. Yeah. <laughs> I, I could probably do another podcast just shouting out all my friends and there what go. good they do. There you go. That, that's that is a podcast idea. Someone steal that from me. No, don't steal that from me. Whoa, whoa. We're right here, man. Well, then steal that idea from me. I'm God. trying to. <laughs> oh, all the block waveforms. It's so good. I wonder if like, your kids upstairs are just hearing just me. Muffles shouting. Yeah, because yep. you haven't shouted once yet, Mm-mm. but every once while they're hearing me, you're just like, <laughs> oh, yeah, they can't hear me because I'm through your no. headphones. Yeah, exactly. Which means I need to shout louder. So no, Al is know, just, just yelling Al at himself. Yelling. <laughs> <laughs> We're having too much fun. We're going to have to record a second episode. That way, we it could be like listenable. <laughs> this is a, yeah, this is a, we're having too much fun. Therefore, we should make a boring yeah, let's, episode. Let's not do that. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, no fun. Our listeners want to see anyway, the episode. What are we talking about? Oh yeah, Cascader. Yes. Um, <laughs> so we threw. That's what that feels like. Yeah. <laughs> we Fantastic. were we threw in yeah we threw in a yaw toggle because we need more yaw and then we threw in a second foot switch. The the uh, named cascader foot, cascade foot switch, so you can cascade the internal circuits, add in additional circuits um, for you know more gain harmonics. But yeah, we started cascade, in January. Checked out cascade pedals. Oh, oh my god! I have a delay pedal right I'm now. Asheville, oh. yeah. <laughs> Charlie rocks. <laughs> Yeah. No, and you see, it's funny. (laughs) Today, yeah, today I was doing just that, right? Got my my boards and and stuff all set up and the new the new setup so I could ABY between my amps and everything. And I was playing everything else. Got my Lauren Audio um, Corsair on there. Mm, Beautiful pedal. And turned on the delay pedal that I got from Charlie and forty minutes disappeared. Yeah, that'll happen. It was just like gone. Just gone. And yeah, and then I when I came out of it, there was the dusk was on the the dark scientist atmosphere was on. It was like whoa, okay, we gotta stop. Al's here. <laughs> that's really good. That's a good life, my friend. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway, so the cascade, yeah, cascader. <laughs> cascader. So what we're we talking about? Oh yeah, cascader. Uh, but yeah, we started that in January, and it we. I'd have to talk with Ian about it, but I think we had pretty much the voicing nailed down by prototype three um, and did an additional three prototypes after that. Just really fine tuning. It was a ridiculous, like, I think this setting, this one setting is too bright with this guitar into this amp. It was silly. Um, 
the 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 amount of granular because it's one knob, so it had to. With one knob, you have your guitar and your amp, and that's it. And it has to be able to rack, uh, react to a wide variety of guitars and still sound good. Mm. Um, and the biggest issue we had was uh, really low output pickups. That ended up being the crux of Cascader. Um, but we got we finally figured it out of what. <laughs> What sounded good to us, and then we sent it on a cross-country road trip like, to... Well, that's not a big deal, though. Like, what are these people? John Mayer? No one's playing really low. <laughs> it's fine. Well, I have a Grez with gold foils, and those are like... Oh, you low. got a Grez? I do. Oh. I didn't know you had we, we Grez. We were going to get into that after uh, the pedal portion of the podcast, but... I was listening back to the original podcast. I'm like, oh, I owned my AGC then. And yeah, I bought, I bought, I, I have a great story about meeting uh, Barry from Grez Guitars. And yeah, he, he ruined my life uh, for like a year. <laughs> oh man, his stuff is so good. Oh, dude. It is. That's. First of all, shout out to Barry, the yeah. man. Uh, but yeah, Barry is, he makes. Oh, uh, listeners, if you're not checking out Grez Guitars, you need to be. G-R-E-Z, Grez Guitars. Zed, if you're in Canada. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Just saying. But yeah, I own a Mendocino baritone. Mendocino is Barry's uh, idea. He looked at like an ES-335 and said, supposedly this is supposed to be halfway in between an acoustic and electric, but it's not. I want to design a guitar that's truly 50% of the way between acoustic and electric. And everyone, I it's always my favorite thing to do is when I hand someone who's never played a Grez before, the Mendocino, and they're looking at it, and it's kind of a Gretschy, Les Pauly style guitar. So the, and it's a baritone, so it's pretty big. Um, I, I, prepare to hand them it and they're expecting it to be heavy. And every time they do the thing where it's like, Oh, it's too light. <laughs> I overcorrected. <laughs> Cause I think my Grez, my Grez barely cracks five pounds. It is awesome. so oh, man. acoustically resonant. I barely play it plugged in. It just, I especially as a baritone, it's yeah. so acoustically resonant. He, oh, he made so one, uh, a Mendocino a while back that I, I just about pooped my pampers. It, it was so good. It was, um, I was the, the top. I don't remember what the wood was, um, but it was from wine barrels, the top and, uh, the, the well, color, I have... uh, I don't know. It was dark. It was, a, it was like a solid, almost a solid color consistently. Okay. Um, but the, the wood was stained from the wine in these wine barrels for just like years and years and years of reuse. And he, and this, Oh, I wanted that thing so bad. Uh, and, and, and like yours had the, had the gold foils on it and just was like, yeah, that dude is crushing it with, with unique, like not everybody does unique guitars you know, you get a lot of people out there making boutique tellies, but yeah. Yeah. He's, he's really forged his own path and it's really a thing where you got, especially the Mendocino we could describe it to you, but such a different experience playing it. Cause I had never heard going in, going in, uh, digressing again, 
Uh, my story <laughs> of meeting Barry from Grez is uh, in summer of 2019. Uh, I got to go to the Summer Nam show. Uh, and my friend Andy Pichter got me into the show on setup day. Um, oh. So we're walking around watching everything being set up. Um, and we come across this guy like resting his head on a guitar case and he's just sitting on the floor. Um, and Andy goes, Oh, Hey Barry, I didn't know you were coming again this year. And, uh, Andy and Barry exchange pleasantries and, uh, Barry pulls out, I forget the name of his other guy. I think it's the Folsom is his solid body guitar, uh, which he was just releasing at that time. Um, I play it. It plays great. And then Andy, who is one of my best friends and knows my taste very well, goes, hey, Barry, do you have a Mendocino on you? And he goes, oh, yeah. And he flips uh, the case over, pulls out basically the guitar I own, hands it to me, and I strum one chord. And I go, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and I, was, I played that guitar four times in three days just making excuses to go over to that booth to play that guitar. <laughs> and I just scrimped and saved money for an entire year until I could be like, Barry, it's time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They, they are, they are really good. I really want to get Barry on the show sometime. Cause it's like, Oh man. Yeah. And he's a really interesting cause he has, um, not just the guitar background, but he has like a full background in acoustics. <laughs> Mm, so he, yeah, see that, that means he, he really knows what he's doing. He's acoustic guys. Man. Yeah. He, yeah. He, he used to like, <laughs> tune, he, used, he used to be the guy that would like tune amphitheaters. It's crazy. <laughs> okay. So I, I, I apologize. Not only did I like divert us as soon as you said the word Grez, but then we diverted on the diversion. <laughs> so let's get back to. Wait, wait, wait. Where am I? <laughs> Carry on, sorry. You just, you just want to yeah, pause just, everything again? Yep, yep, yep. <sighs> this is what I'm working with, folks. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so, so You're welcome. For, for listeners, before we started the episode, I said the, di the digression is the real episode. Anything that's on topic, that could be the B-roll. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. And it's true. it's true. The cultured guitarist. That's, that's how you know Alex, not just a, a guest. He's a listener. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Familiar with us going off topic. and not having fun. Work. So before we got totally derailed by Al and Grez guitars. What yeah, we, I was what talking we about, I was, once we got attuned, <laughs> re-listening, um, we had we sent the prototypes on like a cross country journey and uh, all of our friends, all particular pedal makers um, got to try it out early because people like um, I'll shout the, John from EAE, Dan from old blood noise, Clint from uh, uh, deep space devices, the way those guys brains work. I wish I had this ability is they can look at something, play through it, and articulate very well what is good about it and what is bad about it. Well, I don't have that ability, and the did. way those guys communicate are amazing. 
you did just kind of name a few guys that are like it's like it's like naming off some of the like the early or the late nineteen twenties Yankees. It's just like these names that you're casually rolling off, but it's like, well, those guys are flipping legends. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad they take time to play through my stupid dirt pedals. <laughs> yeah, one of my biggest worries, uh, John owns a Travis Bean, um, which has super probably, it, they are, it's, it's a super great guitar. Um, but it has these pickups that, distort, that are like no other and can distort like any pedal. They they are ridiculously high output. Um, and I wanted to basically test how it reacted. And he's like, Yeah, it sounds great. I'm like, Woo! Pass the bean test. Okay. <laughs> we're, we're in the clear. I think it could take active pickups. It'll do whatever. Um, and yeah, so we got Taylor Adams, who did the art for Park Garden. We were able to get him back to do the art for Cascader. And. Yeah, it finally released at the time of recording. It was last weekend, and it sold out in about 10 hours through direct sales, and I was pleased. That's awesome. Another golf clap of congratulations for that. (laughs) This is a new thing. This is what we're having fun with it today. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, No, seriously, dude. Um, I mean, uh, I, I saw your post on that one on Instagram that you'd sold through them already, and I'm super stoked for you. That's freaking awesome. It was, it was great. The part of that contributed to it is, um, the response to dealers wanting them was much higher than I anticipated. <laughs> so There's nothing wrong. That's a great problem to have. <laughs> that is, it is the best problem to have. Full of money thing. We were talking about yeah. earlier. Like here's Alec. Like, yeah, part of my problem was that people wanted to buy my pedals and I didn't think they'd want to buy as many. <laughs> people, too many people want to buy what I'm selling. It's much easier to underestimate than to overestimate. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, but yeah, we I got real lucky. Um, I don't know, I overestimate how smart it, I am all the time. <laughs> you should probably underestimate yourself. Then you won't be disappointed. Oh, I'm all that over. Yeah, <laughs> and it's gone. I'll think on that one for a minute. But yeah, got got very lucky, and every, everyone's response seems to be good. So you we're didn't get lucky already. Dude. You didn't yeah, get lucky. It's at not luck. I got, got to. You got a I, place that you've worked hard to get to. I I don't consider yeah. it luck. You worked hard, very well, hard. Yeah. It's a weird thing to be sitting at it because, I don't know, the way I work, it's always project to project. And then at some point you slow down and be like, oh, man, I've been doing this for five years. Oh, no, I have an entire uh, floor of my house that is dedicated to this now. Oh, geez. (laughs) It's a very strange thing of, yeah, things that, the, the personal anxieties of running the company do not reflect the actuality of running the company mm. other than the, uh, the supply chain headaches of running a company in uh, 2021, which is <laughs> now the thing I get to dive, which is now the thing I get to dive into as we go into run two. 
Oh, man, that just brings me up supply chain problems. That's got to be a flipping nightmare. I just saw a post from Gorva. And just let me read this here really quickly. Uh, Oh, yeah. Gorva Gorva Designs just got a big shipment of their of their three position switches in, I guess. And let me look at this. Yeah. Here. The, so the, the foot switches you stomp on to activate a guitar right. pedal. That's right. And they've been waiting out in a ship waiting to get into the port of Vancouver since October, like since the beginning of October. So like four plus weeks of this ship sitting idle with all of Gorva's shipment, just hanging out. Because there's all this logistic restrictions in Canada and the U.S. The the port. If you guys look at there's a there's a map of the of the world where you can see like um, transport ships waiting and waiting to get into harbor. And Vancouver's bad, but L.A. is absolutely slammed. The port of of I think San Francisco and Los Angeles are absolutely. It's just red with all the ships sitting out waiting to come into port that then they can't because of all the time delays due to COVID and all this stuff. Like I can't imagine logistically trying to be able to promise something to a customer that you just can't even begin to guess if you're going to get what you what you've ordered in time to fulfill your orders. Like mind boggling. I've been getting some stuff from from uh like some PCBs and some parts and stuff from overseas and it's been, I've been really lucky, like to have, I'll order something. It'll say, okay, it shipped on the 10th when it's actually only the eighth. And then I'll have it in my hand on the 10th. Like the, the DHL has been doing weird time stuff, but like I've been yeah, DHL. Within, within two days, three days from China, which is just mind boggling. But yeah, DHL is some black magic stuff the way they work. <laughs> Cause yeah, I've, I've had, I've had similar experiences where because of time zone differences, it's like, yeah, I really only got this in two days yep. from the other side of the world. Yep. Like I say, the first time I ordered something and it told me that it had shipped two days from now. And then I had it in my hand before it actually says it shipped. It was quite interesting. Yeah. But T- time is weird. Yeah. It's all relative, right? Relative, I believe. <laughs> yeah, it is. it is. It is, in fact, relative. <laughs> so, okay. So we. Oh my God! That just DHL ha- figured out faster than light travel. That's oh, what it is. Just trying to get us <laughs> back on track. Oh, that's what it is. Hey, can you do me a favor? No. You see your track, the one that's blinking when you talk. There's a thing, a little label there called mute. Will you hit that? <laughs> this one right here. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, oh no! I can't hear Al all of a sudden. Where'd he go? <laughs> all right, okay. It's all right. So, you got the killer feedback. You get the pedal out. You sell out of your first release of it. Bam! You're a rich man now. Where are you taking us for dinner? Mm. So I have to ask. And I should have asked this before the show started. So when does this episode come out? Tuesday. Tuesday. This Tuesday. All right. This, that, Tuesday. Coming, to... this coming Tuesday. Yeah. Oh boy. Um, so the next thing coming out is, uh, so, well, let's, let's wax poetic. So I have been working with Jordan from Pinebox Customs for years. Um, he took me on as a client for enclosure services. Um, and he is honestly 
over the, oh God, how long has it been? Three, four years I've known him. He's probably one of my best friends in the industry. We text all the time. Um, so we've thrown around the idea of collaborating on something a bunch of times. We have a bunch of different like scraps of ideas that we've wanted to do. Um, and then like a year ago, he threw, no, might've been two years ago at this point. I did, yeah. That's that 2021 <laughs> thing. That's just that, a big mess. Yeah. Who, who knows at this point? But uh, he sent me a text with a ridiculous pedal idea. And, you know, I, I did some work on it, kind of fell to the wayside with other projects. And then I get a call from Jordan saying he's gotten a very big opportunity. And I have to be vague here because we've signed agreements. Um, so that's why I have to know when things are coming out. But uh, he got a very big opportunity and wanted to put this in front of a very wide audience and wanted to put out uh, this pedal, which is called Fever Dream, out um, with this agreement that we've signed. Um, trying to think of what else I can say about it other than it's, it's literally the biggest, I could say this with no exaggeration in any way of the word, it is the biggest project either of us have worked on, um, especially <laughs> dealing with the uh, supply chain with getting some of the cause weird stuff we've needed to get for this project has been an absolute nightmare. I've wanted to cry, um, but when it releases on December 7th, you will bask in its glory. <laughs> oh, man. It is... It is strange. It is huge. It is a fever dream. One month, three days. Okay. Oh, boy. Not fair. You know what's it's not gonna, fair? I'm just going to sit here. And, when we're off air and we're just sitting here like, tell us more, tell us more, tell us more. Yeah, tell yeah. <laughs> and I, I, will, I will hold up my NDA and be like, I can't. <laughs> Dang it. <clears throat> That's... All oh, right, well, okay. I guess that's it for this episode. Oh, no. Let's delete it. Like, <laughs> yes. Maybe we can mm. still get on Wally Gagger. <laughs> we got a few days. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, you uh, want to hear about waxing poetic? Let's get Sean on the phone. <laughs> Let me tell you about in the time before time when I worked for Proco. <laughs> that's great. He's going to listen to this. I love Sean, man. It was a mouse. <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> She, I, I'm gonna get a text about that. Yeah, yeah, you totally are. Gonna... <laughs> 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 say, Sean, Sean actually listens to the show, and uh, he'll sass you back, which is oh really yeah, fun. no, I from so for listeners of the show between this the last time I was on the show and this time, uh, I have moved about 800 miles from uh, Michigan to Pennsylvania. Right. Um, but from where I used to live, uh, he was in, I was about, so if you look at your hand, I was right about where your thumb meets your hand and he is at the top of the thumb. Um, if you look at the map of Michigan, so we would always, he, he would be my go-to person for, uh, talking about Michigan stuff in the, uh, pedal world. <laughs> Sean's a so good guy. It, yeah. the, the amount of razzing we have done to each other is amazing. Yeah. Which is good. Cause that's, that's Sean's bread and butter, man. That's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I still have to get a cherry box. I have not got one yet. Well, 
maybe just be patient. I I, I am. I have to be patient because I have to save money. Maybe you don't have to worry about that. Okay. What are you talking about? Just shut up and be patient. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm gonna be patient. Yeah. Exactly. For listeners of the Cultured Guitarist podcast, a look was exchanged. <laughs> you know what, Alec? If you ever wanted the job doing the like the side notes of like <laughs> what's what's happening, you know, like you would you would you would read in the script of a play. I I would love for you to to take on that task and and be and be the 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 narrative what you're talking of the about is described audio. And yeah, I think Alex yeah. would be crushing. I absolutely. That. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. What the culture guitarist needs is a third host to derail it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, those are their favorite. Our favorite guests is like yeah the people that are at least as goofy as us and <laughs> you fit in well, sir. Is what we we're trying to say. Oh yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh. Well, okay. So, listeners, uh, what did you say? November or uh, December seventh? December seventh. Fever Dream 7th. launches. You, you need so follow. Um, Pinebox at Mask Audio Electronics um, and at yeah. Pinebox Customs. We will. Jordan has been text has been taking the product pictures and the teaser pictures for this all day, and I'm like, ah, I'm not going to be able to show these to anyone for like a month. What the hell? <laughs> Well, okay, so we'll be following along eagerly ourselves, but definitely make sure you guys are, you guys, gals, beasts, fantastical creatures, and astronauts are all following as well. Because mm-hmm. uh, you heard how fast the Cascader sold out. Well, imagine a collab between Pinebox Customs and Mask Audio Electronics that requires an NDA from larger involvement beyond them. Mm-hmm. Can we start sending you money now, Alec? Like, <laughs> can you say that? I'll take installment payments. Sure, <laughs> Casper. For reasons, I'm going to need some of your blood and semen. Okay. <laughs> Not organs. Blood and no. semen is the go-to. Jesus. Well, you don't Al slaughter has... the cow when you could milk it. <laughs> <laughs> Looking for repeat payments here. <laughs> you are twisted, man. I can't even begin. Uh, by the way, that tapping you heard was literally Casper bashing his forehead on his microphone. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't. I. I I'm. I'm. I'm out of words. For that, I can't. I'm not even actually going to care. My life It'll experiences be, have not prepared me I'm, to respond to that. I apologize <laughs> to the listeners that will never hear that statement. Oh come on! There's going to be a big long beep and everybody laughing. Just, <laughs> just there's like, going to be a beep what I and then we're going to beep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're gross. Just like fade off to silence, and then eventually it just and comes back. back in. Yeah, just like my prom. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> All right, say that out loud. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, 
Collab. <laughs> Fever Dream. That sounds fantastic. Love the name. Yeah, it, it, it's Jordan's idea because the artwork, his initial pitch was so weird because he came up with this art piece that he called his magnum opus. And he's like, I want something big to display this on. And when you take a look at the art, it's, it is a fever dream. It is, it is a self-described pedal. So all this talk of blood, semen and fever dreams has, has me thinking of an idea for the episode title. (laughs) Oh Oh, no. (laughs) Blood, semen and fever dreams. (laughs) No, I'm not going to do that. Can't do that. I will, I will not post that. We can't put that. that into the podcast feeds. Come on. I will not post that. <laughs> it, the, the name of this, the title for this one is definitely Derailment Squared. Mm, that's, that's, that's a contender, yeah. <laughs> Unless Sorry. I come up with a real zinger before the end of this one, yeah, which there is still time. You got lots of time, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I kind of uh, feel like someone's got like a half inch drill bit boring into the front of my skull right now. <laughs> You're just like, why? I'm expanding your mind. No, no. <laughs> oh, I'm opening up your mind to new possibilities. No. Lobotomizing is not mind expanding. Well, but if there's a hole there, there's more room for other stuff to go in. I'm going to leave that alone. We're just going to move on. <laughs> we're, 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 we're not, we're not. No. <laughs> Let's get back on track. What's talking? That? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We're so far down the rabbit hole now, Alice. I have no idea where to go. Uh, I want to. I want to keep Pepper and Alec with questions uh, about the fever dream. But no, I think that's probably not fair. I think we should probably. Yeah, I was about to say. I literally. I think you've gotten all all everything I can. I can actually say about it. Well, I'm stoked you were able to share that much with us. <laughs> I'm ex- I'm actually really stoked that there's a NDA here because that's like oh this is going to be great if like nobody's allowed to even like release a peep about it it's going to be fantastic yeah. just gets all that hype up you know I'm I'm looking yeah. forward you don't make yeah, NDAs it's, 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 about lame stuff well I mean you could if you wanted to like really drive the hype I guess so. But anyway, I mean, I mean, there, there. I mean, we're talking about the world of legal agreements. There, there's a lot of lame stuff. I'm happy I got a cool NDA. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Um, yeah. Pine right, box. Usually, man. when we start talking about legal problems and issues on the show, the name Gibson. Comes yeah, it's like we're yeah we're in like Wait, deep we're, into somebody's. We're talking about legal stuff, and Gibson's not even involved. What? <laughs> What's going on? Where are they? Whoa. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, my God. Can't say. Cause Can't say because there's an NDA. Oh, my God. Damn that Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is this is one of those episodes that if you had a, a deal worked out with Gibson for it's something. It's over. They listen to it and be like, nope. Like, <laughs> part of that, of that agreement is that you can't go on the cultured guitarist. <laughs> like that, that is in bold lettering. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, oh, man, it's true. We've had, we've had too many episodes slagging on their legal oh, stuff. Like, <clears throat> well, I think when we were talking to Satellite, yeah. um, his he got like legal... 
Um, he, he got some legal paperwork. Just some legal paperwork Gibson's based lawyers, on yeah. things that he said on our show. Yeah. So Gibson, <laughs> Gibson's legal team listened to that interview. Several so, times. Several times, picked, picked <laughs> through it, and then issued a, a legal statement or a legal, a legal um, like, uh, what do you call it? Oh, they, 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 they yeah. Some of their back like and forth. a letter of de- defamation. Well, I don't know what we don't know what the yeah we don't really know don't remember but, what the letter yeah, was that's about, fair. but some of the legal back and forth between Gibson's lawyers and Adam Grimm's lawyers, yeah, or lawyer, um, involved things that were talked about on our show with him. I have to imagine oh, they, they must have at least listened to the Pure Salem one as well. Then, oh, probably because they've had their drawbacks back and forth as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, that's interesting. Let's get on all the guests we can. Hey, I I own I own a Gibson guitar now. I should be, and it's and it is authentic, so I should be free. Mostly authentic. You got to break the headstock still. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm actually gonna gut it and uh, take all the Gibson pickups and stuff out of it because yeah, that just has to happen. That's okay. They're they're and I'm gonna I'm gonna reroute the body. Their biggest marquee artist also pulled their pickups out of their guitars, put in the same. It happens. Um, so, uh, so is that that's probably the the next big focus for you on the horizon? Then is just uh, things related to the Fever Dream. Then, hey, you're you're probably pretty heavily focused on that since its release is right around the corner. Yeah, we're we're in crunch mode. Well, we've been in crunch mode for that for like two months. I it will be release day will be a blessing. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have a question about uh, about a. Uh, a release, not tip, not specifically this one, but when yeah. when you get into like like you say, quote unquote, crunch mode, um, and you're you're building up to a release like this, you know, how are you figuring in your your current demand, and then how you fo- how much do you focus your your production on the new thing versus what you're already producing? Like, do, are you backing off on on some of your other products in order to you know, focus a little more or are you trying to like sustain the, what you have and add more? It's, it's, it's a hard, and I can only speak for myself. Asking, asking for a friend. Um, <laughs> how I go about it um, is doing everything in batches, which I'm, I'm at some point I'm going to have to hit the deadline of that and, expand my company to more than one person. That way I can keep flow of demand. Um, but it is actually, it is a weight to bring on another product because I have to schedule, I have to be able to know that I could schedule more releases of it um, and be able to keep up with what I have going on right now. Yeah. The, with, with the move going on, I built up extra demand because I basically had to take a month off um, from building anything and then get the shop back going again. Mm-hmm. Are you, are you um, so retiring I, anything because of, uh, because of the, not yet. I've, it might happen. Um, but as of now, the lineup, there will be some changes with the lineup, mostly due to supply chain issues. Um, pretty much all of my costs have gone up like 10 to 25%. Um, and almost all of my prices have stayed level throughout this whole thing. So, uh, in the new year, there will be a slight price adjustment across the entire line. Um, but everything will still be there. 
Um, I'm looking at doing a refresh on two products, giving it a new coat of paint, new graphic. Um, but other than that, yeah, it's just. And you, you I, 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 I'm not sure if you were saying it on the air or on when we were appreci- when we were just chatting earlier, but you were saying about revamping your line and some of your boards into SMD and getting that. Is that kind of what you mean by? by reflashing a couple of old products by you know, a coat of paint and, a, and an SMB well, that, construction or, or is that you just talking about your DIY stuff? No, I mean, all of the, with the exception of yes and no, everything for the past year has been surface mount. Oh, cool. Um, yes and no. will finally, cause I went, I literally have not bought anything for yes and no since I launched those pedals. <laughs> so I'm finally dwindling down on my board supply for those. And I'll finally be able to roll out the surface mount versions of them. But part of that rollout will be uh, both yes and no have very plain graphics. Um, and I feel it would be unfair to price hike them and have such a plain graphic. So I'm looking at giving them uh, a nicer looking graphic, something more pleasant to the eye mm. rather than just the plain aesthetic I've been going with. Well, I think that means you sent us a collectible. Aha. Indeed. That's, that's, that's awesome. going to put it on reverb for ridiculously hiked up <laughs> <You're press. such> a... <laughs> What a guy. Uh, just kidding. Just kidding. Yeah. For those who are not sure what I'm talking about, uh, the first time we had Alec on, he was kind enough to send us one of his nose. And uh, so we got to Yeah, which arrived not- date, which was the b- biggest disappointment of it arrived day of recording, so they didn't get to play it before uh, they... Uh, that's okay. We received oh, some stuff from Weird Noise oh, here recently. Yeah, and Throw me under and the bus I'll, again. 100%. Three and, weeks uh, in a row. Yeah. Al uh, brought one of them so we could play before we had... Uh, before we had him on the show, and then... Uh, he, Which one did you play? Uh, the Fuzz It. Yeah. Oh, that's such a good one. Yeah, and then it, Al dropped off the What the Fuzz game. the other day, and uh, I got a chance to play it today, which was great. And and I'll, and I'll say that if you want Fuzz, the What the Fuzz is a really good Fuzz. And if you turn the little switch in it, you get the more Fuzz of the Fuzz. And then if you take the coils from Rare Buzz and you plug that in and you turn it to a thousand feet of cable, you get the most fuzz. One hundred percent. Great. You're just taunting people with what they can't have. Nobody can get a coil. Nobody can get a coils anymore. And there's two of them in this room. Yeah. Neener, neener, neener. Wow. <laughs> That's our audience, bro. Yeah. So, <laughs> listen, they, I'm not. The loyal I'm not listeners of the cultured guitarist. <laughs> I'm not exactly, you know, crushing anyone's expectations here. <laughs> I mean, they could just buy a thousand feet of cable. I mean, what's the big deal? Right? Uh, <laughs> I mean, yes. You could literally <laughs> take a jack on a spool of cable and just. Just leave it coil. Just leave it spooled on the spool. Just solder the just, other yep. end. Yeah. Yep. I guess so. Why not? Uh, who's the village idiot when the village is made of idiots? Al. Thanks. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Hurtful. <sighs> anyway. But yeah. 
the the future of MAE. I don't know. I'm looking forward to 2022 because I don't. It I I have like kind of a blank schedule for once, which is refreshing because I haven't done that in a while. I I only have one thing in the pipeline, and the last time I touched it was, who? I think it's been. I think I touched in March. So if I want to release that next year, I really got to get working on that. But I think I might take a year off from releasing and just try to keep demand. We'll see, though. (laughs) Yeah. Plans always go to plan. Yeah, you probably won't. Yeah, especially in in these past two years, things go as you expect them to. Yes. What everybody does after, like, two years of really blandness is nothing new in the year where they can. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> yeah. That'll, that'll happen. It's not going to happen. No, it's not going to happen. No. <laughs> no. My chair's shrinking again. Yeah, I love that chair. That's actually, you just like <laughs> get a half an inch shorter every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> well, Casper, so it is a nicer chair. So I've had kind of a hanky chair set up for, well, since the show started, I've been kind of floating on a few. We've different been things. we've been cycling to do yeah. different chairs. Yeah, <laughs> Casper has a, has a really nice gaming chair. That's that's very comfy. Mm-hmm. Um, and finally one day he he managed to score a, a, a nice, not bad office chair mm-hmm. for free. But the only like problem with it is it randomly drops me an inch or two. Oh, it's like a half an inch. It's not very much. It's like maybe sometimes it's it's more, but. <laughs> It just randomly drops me just a little bit at a time until I'm rock bottom again. And it takes, the whole process takes maybe 20, 25 minutes tops. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm a six foot tall guy. So I'm comfiest when the chair is all the way up. (laughs) So slowly I just get shorter and shorter. And there I went down again. (laughs) Until I hit the bottom and I move the podcast mic and I put it all the way back up again. But it's an interesting dance. Yeah. Yeah. It's as weird as it gets shorter and shorter. Anyways. Oh. You, forget, you, you must be getting that sinking feeling. You've got that <laughs> thing. <sighs> Legally no. distinct from the melody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. See that DMCA? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Yeah. This is one of my favorite Futurama bits is I don't remember what the episode was, but they get into like a munchkin land type scenario. Munchkin land. Yeah, from the Wizard of Oz. Okay. And this... uh, I don't think I've ever seen the whole thing. This group comes out and starts singing, we resemble but are legally distinct from the lollipop guild. (laughs) 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 Because in in munchkin land, when Dorothy lands, like this group comes out and... We represent the Lollipop Guild. And, oh, okay. And welcomes her to Munchkin Land. Oh, and Futurama. <laughs> yeah, Got it. Futurama. Yeah. So. But I thought that was just great. Like, we resemble but are legally distinct from... <laughs> God bless that show. Hey, you know what? I've brought up Futurama twice in a row, but I haven't brought up a bad movie from the 90s or 2000s. Good. Good. Moving on. So, um, 
<laughs> so anyway, there's this film called Showgirls, and she goes oh. to Vegas. To- <laughs> <laughs> Come on. You got to get Coyote Ugly. Coyote Ugly. <laughs> People liked that movie. Showgirls was, was like panned. They were both terrible. I never saw Coyote Ugly. I, I rented Showgirls as a 14-year-old. I bet like, you did. Like, <laughs> snuck out of the house like, hey, I'm going to rent a raunchy movie. And then the movie just sucked. <laughs> yeah, I watched it because it had a good plot. <laughs> no, I watched it because I was 14 and the chick from Saved by the Bell was on it. Was she? Yeah. Oh, I, never, I don't think I, don't I remember, never saw I don't remember. It wasn't, um, what's her name? Do you want me to find out? Uh, well, there's like Tiffany Amber Thiessen, and then there was two other ladies on the show. I don't remember the other two's names. Anyway, it was it was one of them, and uh, this was her like attempt to get rid of the um, family friendly. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, doing know, the Britney Spears thing. She was yeah, she or was, the Miley Cyrus. Yeah, 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 she was trying to like appeal to more adult audiences and and turn this movie into a breakout role and. It was such a bad movie that it instead just completely torpedoed her career for the rest of her, well, always, unfortunately. Elizabeth Berkley. That's the one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't remember anybody's name from Full House anymore. I had to look it up. I didn't know any of their names to begin with. Yeah. A couple of them. Anyways, so. Well, dude. Um, this has been uh, an absolutely purely chaotic episode, which uh, I expected no less from having you back on the show, <laughs> and from the fact that we're a couple of unrestrained orangutans. Um, yeah, both of us are just ganging up on Casper. It's <laughs> totally fine. Point, I, I, it's I'm actually numb to it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys are picking on me? No. Oh. <laughs> Whatever semblance of order the show might have had going into it was, uh, yeah. Thrown out, even yeah. before the episode started. We stepped on that rake head and bonked ourselves oh in the face God. early. Oh, my God. Did I ever tell you guys about the rake head thing? No. Oh, what? Not why I brought the Yes. Was, okay, wait, no, wait, 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 wait. We got a couple minutes. I hate you so much. We got a couple minutes. Okay, listen. So, so I, <laughs> in my, like, we record here at my place, and in my front yard for, I want to say, eight months, was an upturned rake on the ground. And every time I come home, I got, you know, my work stuff or whatever, and I got my hands full. I'm like, God, I got to get that rake off the yard. I got to get that rake off the yard, like, for months and months. And then it happened. Al came over. You had an amp and a pedal board case, one in each hand, walking across the yard. It was also dark. It was only oh, annoying. It was dark. It was dark. <laughs> the only regret I have is that I didn't have my security cameras in the front yard yet. I'm because, so glad. Because yeah. Al stepped on this rake upturned going between my house and my picnic table and the rake totally sideshow bobbed myself. Just thundered <laughs> Al in the face. Yeah. Right to like to the left or right of your nose? Uh, it was, I, I don't remember which the, side. I think it was, it was on one the, side If I recall, other. you went like this. And you turn your head to the right and it cracked you in the face yep. to the left of your nose twice because you stepped on it and it hit you in the head and then it bounced off and whacked you again. Yep. And he couldn't even. I got the two protect, tap. He couldn't yeah. even protect his face because he had his hands full with very expensive guitar gear. And do you know what I did right after that? The rake got I, moved. I, I moved the rake. Yeah. <laughs> it was like the universe 
was was like, no, nah, it's not time. It's not time. It's not time. There's a reason this rake is on the yard. There's a reason <laughs> this rake is on the yard. And I and then all of a sudden, that its purpose was fulfilled, and I could move it. Yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> it was so, I never laughed so hard in my that life. Hurt, but man. at the I'd oh, like, dude, at the same time, I felt terrible because I left a rake up turned in my yard for eight months till it finally got you. Because uh, like I never parked. That was the first time I parked, parked that along side. that side of the house and and everything I know. And I never ever walked across your lawn there, but like nope. ever. I had no clue it was there. Nope. Like, it wasn't even like it was like oh, I don't even know. Kind who, of on hell. He forgot about the rake. I don't even know of, how I got there. I think one of your kids. Probably one of the kids. Well, obviously, yeah. probably one of the kids. But but yeah, when it hit, there was a flash of light when it hit me. It was like, <laughs> pow! <laughs> <laughs> the, way you, the way you described it, because you, you your hands were full and there was heavy crap. You had you had like a pedal, your pedal board case with all your pedals and stuff in it, and then either a guitar, yeah, or no, it was the Pro Junior. Was it the Pro Junior? You had my Pro Junior in your other hand. Okay, I just remember I had stuff I couldn't drop. Yeah. Yeah, that sucked. It hurt a lot. Like, there's a like you, yeah. it, it, you think it's all cartoony goofiness, but like flipping up a rake like that. Because I'm a big guy, so when I that stepped on it, I brought a lot moving. of momentum into the equation. It was moving. Yeah, it, I'm positive. I, like I'm surprised I didn't have a broken nose or a black eye or something. No, nope. well, probably it, it. It probably transferred enough surface area of the rake handle across your face to really even out the, <laughs> the force. But the two tap was the most humiliating part because it was like the initial thwap. And like that, just crack right across my face, and was like, "What in the fuck, crack?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just pop, pop. <laughs> yeah, and, and then there was a, a half second where just like me standing there, rake against my face after the second smack, just like. <laughs> well, you don't have to worry about that anymore. Mm. Joy. I mo- I moved the rake. Thanks, man. You're welcome. <laughs> I didn't know rake landmines were something I needed it to was worry about. So- you know what? And I, no, I'm not kidding you. Probably 25 or 30 times I looked at that rake. And went, oh, yeah, I got to get back out here and get that. Yeah, you and said then I, it happened, too, and it didn't I, help me then. No, either. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I was just like totally, yeah, no, gone. Didn't, didn't. And then, I mean, then the consequences really set in after you stepped on it. I was like, oh, gosh, yeah, no, I should probably fix that. Oh, you're so helpful. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Anyways. All right, let's put a pin on this. <laughs> uh, thanks, Casper. You want to talk about the time I got dumped in front of all my friends, too? Or <laughs> We could talk about that time you uh, tomahawked that uh, that uh, Floyd Rose guitar. No. Nah, you want to talk about that? About, no, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding, man. <laughs> uh, I, we don't need to hear that story Alec, again. buddy, pal, sweetheart, baby. I loves you. <laughs> uh, dude, I'm so glad we got to do this again and have you back on. And help, yeah, no problem. Help. I appreciate the sl- the rearranging and schedule. No, no, yeah, no. Sorry about that. It was a it was a it was a pleasure and a joy to get you on uh, when when you reached out and said uh, we got some stuff coming up. I'm I'm glad you did. I'm glad that we get to be a part of hyping up the fever dream. Um, I'm a little sad we can't get more info on it until December 7th, like everybody else, but, uh, you know, them's the breaks and you're an excellent guy and a sweetheart. Why, thank you. And we do love you. Me more than Casper. Hey. He's a heart as a pulpy lemon. That... 
<laughs> my heart is a pulpy lemon. My heart is a pulpy lemon. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. I'm going to tell my partner that. <laughs> Stephanie, did you know my heart is a pulpy lemon? Yeah. Oh. When you learn to love, it grows three sizes. <laughs> when I learned to love. <laughs> you know, I actually the have been kind of, kind of grinchy lately. <laughs> well, uh, a couple reasons to be grumpy. I don't yeah, blame you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Back. <clears throat> Alec. Sir. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> you, you are a phenomenal guy, and I, I, I thank you again, sir. For your time. No problem. I, I love you guys. I appreciate you having me back. <laughs> right on. And dear listeners, don't forget to follow ME Mask Audio Electronics. Follow Alex Instagram. Follow Pinebox Customs as well. Be prepared for uh, the Fever Dream drop on December 7th. And check out the Cascader, which just dropped. Oh, man, has it even been two weeks? No, it's like, like not even a week. No, it was it was literally Sunday. <laughs> It was, oh my it God. was Halloween. Halloween hasn't Halloween. been a week. Wow. That's been a crazy... Oh, my gosh. It's only been a week. I turned it's, 40 a week ago. Yeah. I forgot. Oh, my goodness. And that's what happens when you get old. You I forget know. Stuff. What the heck <laughs> is going on? Uh, Sugar Ray still cool? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. We're guy, he's he's got to bring a puddle of mud like he did at the beginning of the episode. You guys heard of this awesome new bit? Wait, no, I'm not 40. I'm young. Limp Biscuit just released a new album. I'm definitely in my <laughs> early 20s. It's a good, it's a good album, though. <laughs> they really did release a new album. Really? They did, it's a, yeah. They did, and it's right. good. I'm going to check it it's out. It's actually not bad. I'm going to check it out. If you liked Limp Biscuit, you'll probably like this. Oh, I did like Limp Biscuit back in the day. Yeah, yeah I'll give it that. I'll All give right. that a go. It, it is an album of big, angry riffs, and <laughs> it, they added enough self-awareness that it's like, oh wow, this is this is plenty enjoyable. Yeah, I think the self-awareness. If they hadn't done that, it would have been like, oh god. But because they're self-aware, it's yeah, it's, it's true. Yeah, Anyways, they're, they're giving you the wink. Like the biscuit, we're going to keep rolling, rolling, rolling. And, uh, <laughs> you know, thanks to everybody for listening to the show. Alec, thanks for coming on again. And we'll see everybody next week. Bye.